But do you completely never talk to them again? Or do you just completely never talk about Jesus? Well, what do you do? They're still your friends. They're still friendships. Hey, welcome back to Bible Line. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez. And today's video, we're answering a very common question. I think a lot of people may not have asked it, but they're all kind of thinking, what do I do about this situation? And here's the question. How do I best approach hanging out with friends who are non-believers? Good question, deserves a good answer. Let's get right into it. So first off, this is an important topic and every single one of us face this issue. Even myself as a pastor, people that I come across, like my neighbors or people that I come across uh, when I'm talking about the ministry and you strike up a relationship with people, we're all going to face this issue of having people in our lives who do not believe what we believe about Jesus Christ, about the Bible, about a ton of different things, but it's going to happen to everybody. Now, there's two extremes to how to solve this, and the first one is the person who says you got to cut any kind of relationship with an unbeliever. This leads to legalism, in my opinion, in assessment and uh, spiritual high-mindedness, and it's the similar self-righteous attitude that the Pharisees displayed, the religious leaders, in Jesus' day. Then on the other side of the, the extreme spectrum, there's the people who say, you got to be culturally relevant. You have to be so tolerant of the unbeliever because they say that that's how Jesus was, and, and, and you know, we don't want to judge anybody. We want to love people, and you know, there's a difference from being empathetic with somebody and showing sympathy. But uh, the answer is not to just allow your unbelievers to do whatever and you do whatever with them. You know, the unbeliever needs to understand what they're doing is wrong. But do you completely never talk to them again? Or do you just completely never talk about Jesus? Well, what do you do? They're still your friends. They're still friendships. I think there's a pretty good solution here. And I've come up with five different tips to give you that I've seen from Scripture and just kind of come together that would help you when you're fellowshipping and, you know, maintaining a relationship with your unbelieving friends. And don't forget, if this is your first time on the channel or you've been here before, make sure to like, comment, and share on the video. Also, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you get notified every time that we post a new video. And send us your questions, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. We'll be more than happy to get a post written to you in response and maybe even make a video about your question. Okay, so here's five tips, suggestions, best practices that I would give when we're talking about maintaining a relationship with an unbelieving friend. The first thing is avoid sinning for the sake of having fellowship with unbelievers. For example, if hanging out with your friends includes smoking, drinking, or other sin, then you should avoid those things entirely. Look to spend time with your friends outside of those things. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. I think there's a difference between a relationship and fellowship. Fellowships is best described as this, two friends in a ship going in the same direction. It's progress towards something, okay? Now you can fellowship in a bad way, like you fellowship doing drugs together, partying together, whatever it may be. That's not good fellowship. That doesn't edify you as a believer, and it certainly doesn't help them as a lost person. But the relationship is still there. For example, my dad is my dad. Let's just say, I mean, my dad's a believer, but what if he wasn't? Do I just cut the relationship because he's not? No, I have to pursue him. I have to, to care about him and, and, and try to start conversations. I have, I have relationships in my life with people who are, they're saved, but they're not serving the Lord. 
What do I do in that situation? Well, I just got to cut you off, you know, no more. That's no, not like that. You have to be wise, but you have to be careful that you don't do things and partake in sin for the sake of, well, I'm trying to reach him. We're, we're told in Ephesians very clearly, let it not be named once among you in, in regards to those types of sins. Okay, tip number two. Share what you have discovered about the gospel early and often. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Oftentimes, those never come. Instead, share what you have learned about the gospel with your friend as something very important to you. If they are your friend, then they should be willing to at least listen to what you've come to understand. I'm going to put a link in the description that was written by Dr. Hank Lindstrom, and it really is a good approach to sharing your faith. Um, how you can share your faith and how you can start conversations with people. And I would suggest that wholeheartedly. But to wrap this point up, I think it's important to understand. Don't wait with your unbelieving friend. Don't wait for the perfect moment because can I tell you something? The perfect moment is the next time that you see them. Today is a day of salvation. Share your faith with them. Share what you've come to learn. And, and you know, don't try to convert them, like hold them in a court of law. Just be, if you guys are friends, you know how to talk to each other. Just sit down and say, hey, you know, I came across something amazing and uh, it's really changed my perspective on things. Can I share it with you? If they're your good friend, they'll listen to you. All right, here's the third tip. Learn how to properly give a testimony. Here's a good outline. Tell them what you used to believe you had to do to get to heaven. Then tell them what you found out about getting to heaven from the Bible. Finally, tell them what you did after you found out what you read in the Bible. It's a simple approach, and it will lead you into a natural conversation starter about the gospel. Again, the link in the description, which will send you to an article on Bible Line written by Dr. Lindstrom, uh, will help you understand how to approach that kind of conversation. But don't, uh, you know, sometimes people get too far in the weeds, you know. I'm sure you've seen this. You may have even done this yourself. Someone says, give your testimony, and 30 minutes later, we're still talking about how you had that one cat when you were six years old. A testimony should be short and sweet and give the gospel. All right, four, uh, excuse me, the fourth point. Invite your friends to church events like a prayer meeting or Bible study. This is a great way to get them to see what you have discovered and generate talking points after the meetings. You know, there's nothing wrong with bringing them on a Sunday morning, but, you know, in our culture today, I think a lot of people would be opposed to that. And that's that doesn't mean you shouldn't invite them, but you know your friend. Maybe bring them to a Wednesday night prayer meeting. If there's a ladies' Bible study or a men's Bible study or maybe a church outing, Bring them to that so they can get introduced to the people. And I'm sure there's people in, the, in your ministry that will want to win them to Christ. They may even help you um, get that person to put their faith in Christ. But invite them to those church events. With point number one, we're talking about avoiding sinning for the sake of fellowship. Point number four can be how you combat that. Hey, instead of going out partying, let's go to the uh, Simple Steps Addiction Recovery Program. Uh, let's go to the Back to School Bash or whatever it is. Or, or we're having a game night at the church. Go to that, to where it's a, it's a healthy environment to foster faith. And the last point here, number five, is understand that some people in your lives will not be willing to accept what you believe. That's okay. Be kind, be open to discussion, and pray for them to come to the understanding of the truth. This is the hardest point, and it is the reality, sadly, for a lot of relationships. Some people in your life are just not going to want to go down the path that you've gone down. They have something that they're holding on to. They're upset with God or they're in a cult or whatever it may be. And it's just hard for them to see where you're coming from. Don't quit. Don't uh, be discouraged in that. 
uh, you're going to find out that some people you called friends are actually not friends. They're just drinking buddies. And maybe that's what you had to discover. But that doesn't mean they're a lost cause. That doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your lives. Uh, be sensitive to that. Try to continue to reach them. Keep, a, keep some type of communication there. Maybe an email or a text or a voicemail, whatever it is, let them know you're still thinking on them and praying for them. But understand, not all of your friends are going to come to faith in Christ. I, I pray that they do, but not all of them will. Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 6 gives some very clear instruction about the, the, the man who walks in the counsel of the godly and the ungodly. And I just want to give you that, that closing encouragement here. Be careful. Be careful what you do with your unsaved friends. Um, it's going to be very easy for you to go back into your old ways. Not talking about you're going to lose your salvation, but you'll lose your effectiveness to serve the Lord. Instead, pray, get good people around you, and do your best to try to win your friends to Christ. But you don't have to totally cut them out of your lives. You do need to stay away from the sin. That's important for you to grow. But you need to love that person who's a sinner because you know what? God loves you. And he pursued you. And somebody reached you with the gospel. You can be that somebody in someone else's life, maybe even your friend. I hope this has been helpful for you. As always, write in your questions, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Until the next video, keep looking up. Jesus Christ is coming soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of BibleLine, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. BibleLine is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.